turning 22 maybe and that's my my roommate was from england and he like skyped into and it was like a big deal because my dad had like a skype account he was like this is so cool and so like, he came in and like ollie was there for you know hibachi you know which i don't know it's cool keelan welcome thank you thank you for having me man yeah so your role here your what 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 would you call your role here at Tenth Planet Decatur? Oh, so I started as I like to call myself just Brandon's camera guy. Yeah, that's me, man. I'm yeah. just Brandon's camera guy. You know, everybody knows Brandon in the jujitsu scene as like the online jujitsu instructor, right? Mm-hmm. And so I just I'm Brandon's camera guy. Um, technically, I guess I'm like the media team manager or whatever like the head of right. the media team here at 10th Planet Decatur okay so what got you into like the the film stuff has that been what you've been doing have you been doing camera stuff like what were you doing before you were the camera guy for Brandon dude I was just a normal dude doing jujitsu right I was paying a membership and like coming here to train I waited tables like that's how I made money uh, nothing to do with filming. I didn't go to school for it. I never took pictures. Like growing up, I've always just, just a normal dude. Nothing to do with this stuff. Um, there was a realization one day, uh, a couple years ago, where I was just like looking at photo albums of myself as a kid, and like uh, the little kid was so cute. And, like I was just thinking about the memories and stuff, and it was like a good moment. And I was just thinking about my daughter. I have a couple kids. And I was like, you know, I don't really take pictures. I don't really document what's going on. Mm. I would, I, I need to do that. And so I started thinking, like, okay, social media is, like, the closest form of documentation that we do right now. I was like, if I do take a picture, I'll post it on, you know, Instagram or Facebook or whatever. So, like, that's the photo album. Instagram's the photo album. Facebook's the photo album. YouTube is a photo album of videos. Like, we mm. couldn't look at videos when I was a kid unless my mom went out of her way with this big brick to film right. some terrible video. You know what I'm it's saying? It's like mostly the sky, like, bouncing around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So now you can just do it with the phone. Right. You take pictures or videos with the phone, and it's pretty good. And so that's where it started for me. I just wanted to start documenting me and my family for the future you know what i'm saying with my cell phone and so it brought me to youtube asking youtube questions like how to make a video with a cell phone and things like that and it started my journey and i started like vlogging um you know just documenting a couple days and like fun stuff that i did with the kids and stuff and it just kind of became a thing. And next thing you know, I'm the guy walking around with the selfie stick all the time. Yeah. And Brandon was just like, hey, you want to point that camera at me for a little bit? Yeah. I'll knock off some money off your membership. And it just grew, man. Yeah. So, like, you, you really had no – you didn't, like, pick up, like, 
a Sony 6500 or whatever and be like, I'm going to make whatever. So that was what you said a couple years ago? Yeah, four years ago probably. Let's see, I've had my business, my video business, Subconscious Studios, for like two years. I've worked with Brandon three or four. So have, are you are you have you done any other video projects or anything that you do? Yeah, man. So whenever I was really growing and diving into it, I wanted to video everything. Yeah. Um I was doing real estate videos for a couple of real estate agents that train here. Um, I was doing wedding videos for friends and family that would have weddings. I was doing just commercials for like local businesses, you know, like Facebook ad kind of stuff. Um, all kinds of special interviews and like pieces on people, which I really enjoy. I enjoy like documenting stuff, man. Um, interesting stuff. I like documenting interesting were you, were stuff, you like telling a, stories. Were you, were you into documentaries and stuff like that, like coming along? Yeah, I, I love a good documentary. Yeah, I love a story when they can take you somewhere on a journey in this film. You know, yeah, they start you here, and then you end up in a totally different place, and you learn something along the way. Like that's cool. Yeah, yeah. That's why mo- everybody loves a good movie, right? You know what? What would be your like Rushmore of movies? If I was making it? Yeah, if you were making it. Like, if you have five, what what would you call that? So, I, I've thought about this a little bit, and none of the five I would pick would be, like, a movie that's, like, a fantasy or, like, something that's not real. I think there's so many good movies out there, like, the the Marvel. We're, we're watching the Marvel Universe right now. Right. They, all the Avengers and stuff, and fantastic. Not real. Yeah. They created it, right? Lots of animation going on. I don't want to be involved in that kind of stuff. Right. There's so much of that going on, and it's so cool, and they're doing a great job. Kudos. I would be involved if I was doing movies. It would be a documentary of sorts. Have you seen... um, It was on Netflix for a while. Conor McGregor's movie documentary called Notorious, or The Notorious. Yeah. Where it, like goes with him from like Dublin, Ireland on welfare, talking about one day being on the UFC cards. Right. To like fighting Jose Aldo for the belt. You yeah. Know? That movie, that documentary, that's what I want to make. I yeah. want to make stories like that and like tell stories to where like when you watch this thing, you learn something about Connor or you learn something about Brandon or whatever the story is telling you're going to, you, you're in it for the long run in that hour or two documentary documentary and then you just learn about them like yeah. their story i love that yeah that's i'm i'm a huge fan of like found footage yeah uh the the like the style of it's not really intentional and uh, i might have referenced this on a podcast recently but there's a style of Russian film that I like to watch, and I'm not even gonna like embarrass myself to try to say it because I've only ever read it. Give it a try. <sighs> no, I have no idea. <laughs> I don't even know where to start. There's so many consonants, but like it's this style where it it's supposed to be like getting interjected into a moment in someone's life, and then flipped to another moment in someone else's life throughout the city, and like it would take you on tours, quote yeah. unquote, like through this. Um, this story of a Russian city 
through silent film and like just like it had like real pretty like soundtracks like this whole time i've been editing for uh the dream show i've on my other monitor been playing this like russian style like silent film because like that's what i'm really into the fact of like it feeling like no one in the room knows that the camera's there because like the whole reason that this podcast has been only audio for so long has been that like as you know as soon as you point that camera at people all of a sudden they go yeah and then they don't talk man i've seen that so many times <laughs> like shoot i've shot probably more interview videos than any other video i would say ah uh, you know jujitsu techniques i guess with brandon mm. that's just second second nature to me now but it th- becomes a formula yeah, at that point, it's yeah. a it's a template. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've got one too. That's like that I've developed. That it's just like, oh, I can just throw that, and those can happen. It's literally unconscious. I could do have a full. I could watch a movie while I do the jujitsu video edits. Almost, mm-hmm. you know, it takes time, but it is like almost unconscious at this point. Mm-hmm. But the interviews, I can't tell you how many times I'll be having just a great conversation. The rapport is built. We're vibing and then like you said the bright lights come on the camera turns on and then they just lose their words man lights have always been and i've even tried to find ways around having lights when i've been interviewing people to try not because that's usually like when you switch those on that's usually when they're like oh this is this is real we're really doing this yeah but what people don't understand though is that like to go on a tv set and create what this what we just created you still would have taken 12 guys couple the grand oh man it would have been like 30 grand yeah. just to get the truck there yeah. like <laughs> like you and and that's what people don't realize is that like you have the capability as a small business to like be your own media that's why i've been so successful i mean if i had to have the team and the people and all the equipment and stuff like that yeah, it probably wouldn't have happened nah the way in the how to get your foot in the door these days is so much easier like you said like i have i'm the light guy i'm the audio guy and i'm the video guy and it's all in the backpack or in in the back of my vehicle you know super easy super compact and through time like at first i was building more more stuff more stuff i need this i need that and then a year went by with all the stuff you know and then Mm -hmm. i'm like ah think i want to downsize actually yeah. i think i want to be as compact as possible so yeah. i can do this by myself yeah. like you said yeah i need to be able to pack up and go to that house for the real estate video or pack mm-hmm. up and go to that place for the wedding you know mm-hmm. and just be the crew like mm-hmm. you said that's i got i started out with doing like shows like like the frat parties and stuff like i was in a college town so like i would just go up and do the like band shows and stuff like that you know 200 bucks 150 bucks yeah. you know go in there take a bunch of pictures of a bunch of drunk college kids and then be like all right <laughs> and like that's where like i i got to where like playing with lighting playing with things like that you you get to you know messing with it but then like jujitsu so like when you turned the camera was it always as like almost instantaneous that you like you turned the camera to jujitsu and you were like oh yeah i want to film this Cause like I mean you're becoming like the southeastern like one of the the one of the film guys for the jujitsu. I like want to be. A lot of the big names are getting filmed by you now. Ultimately, I would like to be the jujitsu film guy. Yeah. Like, it, 
Let me ask you, who comes to mind whenever you think about that? Uh, I'm trying to be the Spike Jones of jiu-jitsu. Who's, who's right now the jiu-jitsu film guy? I would say Stuart Cooper. Yeah. Michael Plaster. Yeah, yeah. Especially, I mean, there's, and then there's, uh, what's his name that does the anatomy of the fighters? Will, uh. Uh, Harris. Will Harris. Harris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like, yeah, yeah. I could, I could, I could job with I'm that. Tr- I'm trying to be one, you know? I got you. Uh, I want to be in that, in the talks at least, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think just with consistency, it's bound to happen. Uh, what we're doing with the PGF this season two is going really good, I think. And that's going to get better. Everything's just going to get better. How did that, how did that come about for you as far as like, what you, I know Brandon's tried a couple iterations of it. Was it kind of y'all just kind of looking at it and and coming together on this? Because y'all are both. I mean, you're commission number two. Yeah. So, like, how did that how did that come about? Man, Brandon has lots of ideas. <laughs> I can I can tell. And some of them are better than others. The PGF has been one that he's been brewing for a long time. Yeah. Um, he tried a couple things before that, like the Submission League mm-hmm. and a couple others. And, I mean, they're good, but they were just tournaments, you know, that they weren't quite right. what he wanted. He wanted to, like, keep it going. You know, the Submission League was going to happen often, but it didn't kind of play out. The ultimate goal has always been that season of grappling, the long over a long period of time, it playing out just like other sports. And so he finally just kind of finished the idea properly and knew what it would take to make it happen. And basically I was the way for it to happen. I could make it happen. I could Mm -hmm. do all those things that it took. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of just hashed out the details and stuff as far as like are we going to do it live are we going to pre-record it um are we going to do this or are we going to do that how's it going to look uh, how, how much have so like we're in season two yeah season two was pre-recorded how, and first season was live which one do you like better so i think the pre so there's pros and cons to both pre-recorded gives us the ability to create a more visually pleasing product for people mm-hmm live gives people a chance to be involved right now when it's happening tonight on you know it it gives a different feel like if you think about when you watch the ufc fights they happen tonight and you're gonna watch them tonight it's gonna be live we're getting excited you know right and so like that's cool um us doing it pre-recorded we still have that feel like nobody knows what's going to happen tonight it is like new to y'all and it's new to everybody and we're live in the comments and we're all interacting in the comments so it's got that vibe which is cool pros and cons to both though i think ultimately i I think i've enjoyed the the what you were just talking about is like everybody's in the comments and engaging watching it together yeah it's kind of like everybody's sitting on their couch watching it at the same time Uh, that's that's the goal at the end of the day we want it to be like, you know, football, you know, Friday yeah. night football or something. If you watch your team play every Friday night, like, that's cool. Like, you watch sports. Jiu-jitsu's a sport. Like, you, people should be watching their favorite grappler grapple every Friday night. You know, it'd be cool. So that's kind of what the goal was, whether we pre-record it 
or do it live, it needs to happen every week on a certain day every week to make that consistency. Consistency is something that, I mean, then you're playing and, and we could nerd off onto some like algorithms. Yeah. Like, and now you got the fantasy league to go in with that. People yeah. are trying to tune in and make sure that their team is good so they can potentially win some money right now. Like, so season one, there was no real money. Right. Season two, there's a thousand dollars real money to the winner. Yeah. Season three, what's going to happen? Season eight, what's going to happen? Yeah. Eventually, everybody should be making money in their fantasy league. So, like, if you are doing good, whether you win the first place or not, you should make something, right? Right. So, eventually, like, that's the goal. The fantasy league, you're going to, like, gamble and make money, and it's going to be fun. There's going to be jujitsu, and, like, uh, the people, the interviews are making it fun. Like, it should be fun for people that literally don't even do jujitsu like yeah. your mom should be able to have fun watching this you know yeah. what i'm saying like yeah. that's what the goal is yeah i think i don't know percentages here but there's a large percentage of the people that are watching football like the super bowl mm-hmm. how many people watch the super bowl a lot what percentage of those people actively play football almost none, none. Yeah. you know what i'm saying yeah. with jujitsu it's the opposite 98% of the people that watch jiu-jitsu tournaments do jiu-jitsu. Yeah. So it needs to flip. You know, we got to find yeah. a way to make it entertaining and fun for everybody. Yeah. And so I think this is a big step in that direction. What do you think it is that the PGF is providing there? Is it the the simplicity of the scoring maybe or I think it's just it's a lot to do a jiu-jitsu tournament it's a lot to do a wrestling tournament it's a lot to do any kind of sporting tournament event right right we're doing it every single week is like we're putting on a show every single week so that's what we're doing for people it's just like just providing consistent a place to compete jiu-jitsu or watch competition Mm jiu-jitsu like it's some like adcc like you it's a two like it's two years right like man i wish adcc was every weekend if we had the best grapplers in the world going at it every single you know it'd be like whoa that's insane yeah dude that's the pgf we're gonna have like high level grapplers going at it all the time to where like when you turn on your tv you can just go to the grappling channel you know and like just there's jujitsu going on and it's from our media team that's the ultimate goal brandon has talked about like on his youtube channel having a live 24-hour broadcast that just goes all day every day and there's always jujitsu on it yeah so basically the espn of jujitsu that's it yeah 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 Yeah. where everybody's like no you can't talk about sports for 24 7 watch us talk about jujitsu yeah for that so your jujitsu journey you're a purple belt right indeed what started you in jujitsu Man, so funny. I was I'm from Texas. Okay. Lived there all my life. Um yeah. And oh, uh, you know, we all get in a little trouble growing up. Not maybe not all of us. I got in a little trouble growing up. <laughs> <laughs> and um you know, after high school and after college, I did like 2 years of college. Like business administration, like trying to mind my P's and Q's, like uncle and grandpa, like paying me to like be a good kid, basically. Like, here, do this, please, Keelan, I'll pay for this. And so, like, and I just knew that wasn't for me, but I was doing it because I didn't know what else to do. And so, anyways, there was an opportunity for me to come to Alabama at one point and just leave everything I knew and do something else. Um, 
And so I, I took it and asked me how I landed in Decatur. I don't know, but I ended <laughs> I was, up. I was like, this is a really random spot to land. I ended up getting a job and I was waiting tables. Super easy. Just making money because I had no bills at the time. And um, I met Josh McMurray. He's a brown belt here now. And we were just watching the UFC fights. And I was just like, oh, oh. Oh no, he's about to get him an arm bar. And Josh was like, Oh, like, do you train or do you like you, you watch like what's going on? I was like, Oh no, just love the UFC. My mom is ultra obsessed with jujitsu. Like we have UFC one through like UFC forty two, like all on DVDs. Like, like it, your mom's the fan. She's the okay. big fan of Hoist Gracie specifically. Oh, okay. She was like watching UFC one live, you know, and watched Hoist Gracie do what he did. And so it was always a thing. Like jujitsu was cool. Was around in your world. Yeah. But did anybody train? So No. Okay. I thought it was only in Brazil. I thought it was Brazilian jujitsu and the Brazilians do that. You had to go to the jungle. Like we, like Americans, like there's like boxing like stuff like that. And I just didn't know jujitsu was a thing in America, to be totally honest. <laughs> That's awesome. And then Josh was like, "No, bro, like we do this like down the street," and it just I was like, "What?" <laughs> so like I went and checked it out that week, and um, I signed up. Was that Brandon? Or was, yeah. Okay. So my first introduction was with Brandon. He's a purple belt or a brown belt, early brown. Anyways, we we're in the. Bender's gym was like a 24 hour fitness right. place and um just in a room in their gym and yeah I mean I freaking signed up and I just knew I loved it then and I had no kids no wife no any no prior attachments like I said I was new to the area this was cool and once I found that I just knew I was never gonna go home so I started ju- jujitsu then it's been like about six years now and um yeah I literally just never left yeah, I mean, I've I've rolled with you. I mean, you're legit. Thanks. Man. <laughs> like, like I've, I mean, I'm I teach people now that uh, that guard pass that you were doing to me that I was like, I, he almost put me to sleep until yeah. I let go. I was like, oh, I can just let go. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> man, I uh, I've had my ups and downs in jujitsu, but I tell you what, filming for Brandon has helped my jujitsu tremendously. Do you film yourself? No, not that much. So I get myself filmed sometimes when I'm the Uki and I have Sierra film in class or when Nakaya is filming her stuff and like... But you don't ever really get to catch your jujitsu on camera? No, not really. I used to more when I was like not filming for Brandon. Right. It was. Jujitsu was part of my vlogs and documentation. Right. But no, not not much anymore. I, I do love watching myself grapple and stuff though. I feel like it's... You learn something about yourself, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, Because, like, for one, most people think they're doing something. Yeah. Like, how often do you tell somebody to do something when you're, like, teaching them how to do a move? And then they do something completely different, and you're like, that's not at all what I said. And they're yeah. like, yeah, it is. I did it. <laughs> and you're like, no. Yeah. Um, I wish I could film myself more. But just watching good jujitsu happen. All the time. All the time. Yeah has rubbed off you know i mean luckily uh my body kind of took to jujitsu pretty quickly like some people have trouble 
with some of the jujitsu movements, shrimps and grambies and just like inverting and stuff like that. And my body never had too much issue with those movements. I did gymnastics when I was a kid. Yeah. And yeah, I've always yeah, been yeah. like, I don't know, Spider-Man and stuff at Halloween, like rolling around. Jumping and, around. Yeah, and doing, you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. And so yeah. I, my like, body. You don't get to, yelled at for doing this. Like, right. <laughs> <laughs> you mean I get to do the thing that I always do? Um, editing videos. Editing jujitsu videos, pause, rewind, clip, pause, play, watching it, making sure it, you know, watching this technique a hundred times, yeah. even though I just took the class 12 times and yeah. that stuff rubs off too. You know, I just, I can't help but know where that hand goes in this pass because I've saw it 16 times and Brandon was talking about it in the clip. So I heard it 16 times yeah. too, you know. Yeah. So that stuff has been really good for my jujitsu as well. Yeah, that's uh, the, when I started filming was when I started seeing my jujitsu grow as far as like outside of my like meat and potatoes like beginnings like pressure pass this that like I started getting more finesse and things like that when I started yeah. paying more attention to you know it's funny hey, what happens when you pay attention to details. Yeah. Um, about my blue belt, I was, I want to say it was blue belt. Maybe I was getting my blue belt. I can't remember. Somewhere around that time. I was, like, looking for that promotion, that next level. Like, what what do I need to work on? Or, you know, and Brandon was like, man, I watch you roll and you do good. And, like, you're winning and, like, you're doing stuff. You're doing jujitsu moves. You're doing good. But I couldn't perform a move and if he's like hey like keelan do the uchi mata or the hip bump to the triangle or like my i didn't really know what i was doing uh, i was just doing stuff yeah and it was working it was right yeah but, but yeah. you didn't know what it was exactly <laughs> and he's like i can't like give you the next rank if you don't even know what you're doing like yeah. i realize you're doing good but like and so me learning those moves editing filming and stuff that was it like that's that's how i started in printing those jujitsu techniques and flows and stuff into my brain and knowing what i was doing consciously now instead of unconsciously so that was cool too do you do you think that this was i mean like it's kind of funny so that your mom being into ufc and all that type stuff because it's like if you had told like 15 year old you that this was what you'd be doing like would it be like yeah that seems dope yes yeah <laughs> i would have done it indefinitely so i did karate when i was a kid too okay and I, like i got belted a couple but some form of blue belt in there you know i was a kid and stuff yeah. so i'm sure there's like kid ranking systems i don't remember young karate whatever I loved it, okay, yeah. and I was super down to break some boards and stuff, and I, so yeah, if I knew. If I you, remember a buddy of mine when I was a kid got to break a box and he got weapons, and I remember being like super jealous of like, yo, he gets weapons, dude. It's cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> like people, people, people shit on 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 karate, but it's like there's some cool stuff. Yeah, man, and for young kids, dude. That's the best. There's not a, yeah. there's not a five year old. I say that there probably is. There's not a lot of five year olds that are gonna be out here, you know, grabbing over hooks and 
clearing the face and like doing proper jujitsu, like winning inside spaces. They're like out here trying to have fun and like not skip around and pick their nose, you know? <laughs> and so karate, I think is a great place for like the younger kids and stuff to like, Hey, we're going to put on the gi and stand in this line, you know, bow, you know, and like learn, kind of make them go through. And then they do like fun, like, all right, and we're going to do forward rolls. And can you kick this and dive here and jump over this? And yeah. it's fun, man. Yeah. It's super fun. And their bodies are accidentally learning how to move just by doing this stuff. And like their minds are learning discipline. So yeah, people definitely shit on karate, but for young kids and stuff too, it's great. And then if you're an adult and you're trying to be serious about karate, there are some real karate styles, you know? I mean, there's a couple like Leota Machida. I was gonna say Steven I've, Wonder I've been Boy. Following, yeah. I've been following Machida's stuff, and it kind of looks kind of cool Dude, what he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like kind of what you thought of when you were a kid. You were like, "This is what it's like to train like a ninja." Right, dude. I felt like a ninja when I was training and karate, and whether it was real karate or not, I felt like I was a ninja That's as a kid. Counts. So that was cool. That's good, what counts. Good for the confidence. What do you think? So you're the the second one from here that I've interviewed other than Brandon that like and I've noticed from training up here and rolling with guys that like I don't even know if y'all are 100% I'm sure you are from traveling around with Brandon but like aware of like what's here like what's going on is like it's not normal for this to be this good and like the people that come out from a to be so consistently like everybody you roll with is good but good in different ways like yeah. they're not all like oh they all have a killer like this sweep or that like what do you think it is um it's brandon it's brandon and the culture he's built um if you think about a great positive environment for a plant to grow versus a shit environment where there's like little nutrients this plant's going to grow better than that plant. Right. And I think Brandon has created by choosing the right people to have around him and the right app. Like he's created a good spot for good jujitsu to flourish. We've been trying to tell people and people can listen to this, watch this and hear us talking and still not understand what you're talking about. Yeah. Because no. that you just have to experience it. You have to come here. You have to feel the place. You have to feel the jujitsu. You have to feel the higher belt levels. You have to feel our lower belt levels. You have to feel what he's talking about. And I know what you're talking about. And, um, yeah, I think it's just that. It's Brandon and, That's, and I, some, culture. Some, some of the lower belts don't even realize it. They, yeah. They're just like, oh, this is how jiu-jitsu is. And you're like, not everywhere. Yeah. If Both seasons of the PGF, season one, we had blue belts beat brown belts. And season two, we've had blue belts beat brown belts. That and has. Both, and both blue belts have been out of this gym you yeah. know and it's not yeah. a coincidence we have white belts that are savages we have i but mean it's also it starts too, early it's also too like how many rooms have you like visited to roll in like have you been yeah. through a lot yeah, i've been so, like, to quite a few so like you know that like some rooms that produce that are straight meat grinders like you yeah. just you walk in the room and, and you're lucky to walk out the other side this isn't one of those rooms, and that's no. what's interesting, is that, yeah. like, this isn't one, you can get that, but it's not even, like, the super high-level guys, it's not even that. It's beating you so, it's in such a way 
that like I'm the type that I'm up underneath y'all like giggling as I'm getting beat because yeah, I'm it's like, fun because I'm like how is this how is this happening yeah but that's all the belts all the way from the white belts to the to the black belts like everybody kind of has their own style and I think that's what you you hit it on the head there yeah that's another thing so Brandon and Scaff um, are the and Lindsay obviously they're the black belts here right right none of them grapple like the other like brandon and scaff could not grapple any more differently they just don't take the same paths whether they're playing guard they're playing different guards if they're passing they're passing differently but scaff is brandon's first black belt right like he trained all he got all his ranks under brandon and so it's like why doesn't his game look like brandon's well it's because brandon doesn't want everybody to grapple like brandon jiu-jitsu like what works for you may not work for me right and like brandon's so aware of that and at the end of the day if it works it works right and so like there's things that you're gonna gravitate towards that i'm not gonna gravitate towards but both of them work and both of them are good there's like two ways to answer certain questions you know and so like his awareness of that and like he's just such a good teacher and he can like cultivate your jiu-jitsu and so he does that for everybody here you know unconsciously or consciously like whether he knows it or not he just does that right yeah he just wants he just and he can see the game broadly you know he can see things broadly which is good you know when you're like trapped and being super subjective all the time it's hard to like help everybody he's good at being objective and like just seeing the way broadly so it's what he's built around here he's the special thing that has attracted all the other special things that are now here you know yeah that's like with the with the uh with the pgf has been fascinating to watch that like most people would take something like that and like i mean like in today's age like go like running behind a paywall with it or things like that but like he's still like like making it like a cultural thing and that's what's been cool yeah seeing that kind of like did you ever think when you started filming for brandon that you were going to create something that because it it's hit me a couple times where like i've heard on the podcast stuff that we've created through the pgf on our end of things that are getting referenced like over at the dream show like that gets referenced in a cultural way on a podcast that's like twice removed from me that's been a weird experience for me yeah it's super cool uh to answer your question no i didn't think any of that would come yeah i, I thought i might get to train for free that'd be cool yeah that's where that's, that's where just, i was at it's giving me this cool <laughs> thing that i like to do yeah and i won't get in trouble because i'm not spending money on it yeah <laughs> but it's definitely grown into much more than that um weird Making a media empire is the goal, and if we want to make anything blow up and get views and traction, then we just point the media death star at that thing, is what Brandon says, you know, so (laughs) do we want to push this instructional? Right. Well, then we're going to make this kind of content and push this online. Do we want to blow up the PGF? Well, then here's what we're going to do. We're just a media team that can do media stuff. Right. So did you follow much of like uh, Gary V and those guys back in the day? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's I mean, it's it's so crazy to me how hard it is to get people to realize that, like, it's just that easy. 
is it like but it's all right you say just that easy but it's just simple not easy simple yeah that's a better way to put it is that like it's just right there all you got to do but you got to do the thing yeah that's the that's the reason that no one else is going to do the pgf yeah it's because they're it's you just got to do it and some people aren't willing to do that stuff yeah every week all the time it's what it takes yeah um yeah and we're gonna get better at it as time goes on and so it's just gonna get easier for us to do it and so eventually it's just gonna be second nature it's just gonna be something that happens to pgf yeah what about uh do y'all have anything have y'all even discussed what the i know there's another there's a finale right yep a no time limit submission only tournament to declare the true winner that's ooh. So how's that going to play out? How's that going to work? Is it going to be a bracket? Yeah, so the whole season, you got to think about it like this. You're watching football, the NFL, okay? Right. There's a preseason mm-hmm. to get everybody ready for the thing. Then there's a regular season. Why do, we, why do they have a regular season? To determine the playoff seedings, to determine who makes it into the playoffs, who's not even good enough to be in the playoffs, and then who's the best? So they're probably going to get a bye. Everybody else can fight them. And then the worst guy fights, you know, it's like seeding in the playoffs. So the whole season, the only reason you're doing games is to see what the playoffs are going to look like. And so that's what we're doing. The whole season of the PGF is to get points and see who's going to make it to the playoffs. And then within the playoffs, who's ranked number one and who's ranked on the barely made it in the playoffs, you know, and then it's going to play out who you match up against. So there's, they're getting through the season. We're halfway through the season. Uh, the second half of the season is even better than the first half, but they're going to finish racking up points and then they're going to get, make it into the playoffs or not. And then the playoffs are a no time limit submission only grappling tournament where, the first place guy goes against the eighth place guy, right? And then the second place guy goes against the seventh place guy. And single elimination, one man is going to come out of that tournament having not tapped and having tapped everybody. And he's going to be the PGF champion. So the regular season PGF champion, that's cool. But that just means you made it into the playoffs and you've scored a lot of points doing it. Now you got to become the true PGF champion. And they paid out the first season. Yeah. So and they we made a little bit of money. And, and so the, the, the... Will they make some money on this back end? Yep. So the regular season winners make money. The first... The top four, four people yeah. in uh, the regular season will get paid. And then I think the top four people in the playoffs, like when it's all said and done, like first place guy, whoever finished first in the playoff tournament will get paid. It's second, third, and I think fourth as well. That, that's been the craziest part of being involved with all this is that, like, because, like, I came out of the MMA world, and so, like, like I don't know. Have you have you fought I MMA? haven't. But I've trained lots of MMA, but no, I haven't fought. That's, I, I came out of the MMA world, and that's, and not out. Like, I'm, I'm still in the MMA world, but, like, the fight world is so different in the fact that, like, I know guys that are getting, that are fighting for $600. Yeah. Fighting, <laughs> fighting, <laughs> risking their brains. Yeah, 
I uh, and six hundred dollars. That's good. Yeah, I know guys doing it for free. I know guys that just got done doing it for free. Yeah, I did it a lot for free. Yeah, <laughs> three to show. Yeah, three if you win. Yeah, type that type stuff. Yeah. It's it's not it's not pretty. And so like to see the and I, like this has been my introduction to the tenth planet system too. Like I've kind of like gotten to know the like how they run tournaments and these EBIs and stuff like paying people. Yeah. And like helping people out, and like this, that that's been one thing that I've noticed, and I don't know if you feel it here, definitely at Brandon's, like with the the network that you get of like if you're doing something cool, yeah. like there's a whole network of people that are like, oh, this is really cool, and they'll like run behind it for you. Definitely, we've definitely felt the support with the PGF from the people and from sponsors and stuff like that, and I think it's just gonna grow the support will just grow and people will want to give more in. And the thing about Brandon and me, I mean, we're a team. He's always going to give back to jujitsu, you know, like if just hypothetically, um, season two finishes and somebody's like, Oh my God, we love what y'all are doing. Here's lots of money. Dude, more than half that money would be pumped right back into the PGA to make season yeah. three even better for the yeah. people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, we don't have anything ru- in the cooks for season three. So there's definitely like, you know, things being talked about, right? Yeah. Uh, like we know that the season three is going to be 170 pounds. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. We know that we don't want to have it here. Mm-hmm. We want to do it somewhere else, so Start go for a circus on the road. Yeah, go for a week somewhere else, and just do the, the whole season in a week somewhere else. Make it happen somewhere super cool, and then yeah, that's about all we know about season three. We also uh, take it back. We know we want to do qualifiers for the season three, so yeah. there will be PGF qualifiers in season three. So we want. We're going to have certain people that are guaranteed spots. Right. Okay, these people are in the PGF. Now, anybody gotcha. else that wants to be in, here's what's going to happen. We're going to have a qualifier tournament where, I mean, basically one man wins the tournament, and then he's in the PGF, you know. And we'll do that for different areas. So there might be a Jacksonville qualifier, and then an Atlanta qualifier, and then a bubble, you know, right. et cetera, to where everybody's – competing in these qualifiers to get into the pgf so that'll be a new aspect of season three that'll be interesting because yeah that'll play out because then you'll be able to see the guys so will that you won't have sleepers coming in straight in then because you'll be able to see somebody grapple before yeah unless we put them in there ourselves you know unless we put in the sleepers oh there might be some okay yeah See, this is I, I like this because it's the the entertainment value that it brings to jujitsu. I don't think we've ever had, dude. Imagine if you have a bunch of black belts, you end up getting some of those matches. Especially, we're talking six minute matches here, dude. Imagine how many draws you'd see if a bunch of black belts were in here, just because they're all so good. Yeah. How am I going to tap him, and how's he going to tap me? Yeah. In six minutes, get out of here, you know. But when you got somebody that's like. Uh, purple belt versus black or blue versus brown like dude there's probably gonna be a tap and oh wait there can be upsets you know like imagine if there was not an Evan or a Matt Anderson in these tournaments like you wouldn't have the chance for there to be these big 
big like moments in the PGF where that was crazy. Yeah. Like it's on video and stuff. Like you know, it's like. Oh yeah. So. I mean, there was the uh, when when I interviewed Matt Elkins, there was it wasn't out yet on the uh, back step, but now it's out. And it's yeah. Like, All right. Yeah. Those things happen just in sports, right? Like upsets happen. And so we're trying to create those moments, man. Like the PGA, we not even like forcibly create them, but like give the, make the opportunity be there. So like if a blue belt never grapples a brown or black belt, then that chance can never happen. So we got to at least give them the chance, right? Put these blue belts out there, man, and just see what they got. And dude, we've had, we've saw time and time again, upsets will can and will happen yeah it's murphy's law bro yeah so yeah i think it's been cool i think it's been fun i think the pgf thing is is played out in in a way that like i wouldn't have thought yeah like being involved on our end like the watching steven get to compete the biggest thing that i honestly forgot until it was last time i was in it when, when i was doing the interview when I was editing when he was in here and he said uh he was like this is the most I've competed like sometimes in a year <laughs> in seven days yeah so like that's been the biggest thing that I don't think people realize like this all happened in a very short amount of time yeah and like it's cool to watch it be broken out over and stretched out because it's like mind-boggling yeah what those guys pulled off yeah it's it's been fun man um i'm still editing everything i just finished episode four last night and that drops this week so that shows you where we're at right yeah Um, so now i'm editing episode five what's the biggest match this week in episode four coming up this week friday um i actually have the blocks right here you actually have them right in front of you Cause like I've blended up and not really quite remembered exactly what order everything happened in, but my back was to the action majority of the time. So, so like anybody see. looking for fantasy tips, episode I'm not one the guy. was match one, episode two was block two and three, episode three was block four and five, so episode five four will be five and six. Right? Yeah. Two three, five and six. So, in block five, we're going to have Zach Edwards against Evan. We got Kevin and Kamoy. Josh. Oh, no, we saw that one, right? That was in episode three, wasn't it? Yeah, Kevin Kamoy was in that last episode. Yeah, so we must be in block six and seven. Jake Elkins versus Steven. Oh yeah, that's okay. A, that's a big. That's match. right. Because like Stevens top three on his team, I yep. think, and Jake's top three. That's and bro, Jake is dude. He's a monster. Thick right? with three C's. Yeah, bro. Three C's. So that should be fun. I've gotten to roll with him since, and I was like, wow, you're you're as big and burly as they say. You also got Evan, the blue belt phenom versus Sam, the blue belt phenom. Can he get another upset? You got Matt Elkins versus Elijah. Should be a good match. I hate that Matt's injured, but that should be good. And then Hunter versus Kevin. Kevin's a beast. Super great defensively. So, you know, can can Hunter kill him like he's been killing everybody? We'll see there. Block seven, you're going to have 
the wrestling match. Here's what everybody should be That's looking right. forward to. Is Randy Roden. Randy the Wrestler versus Jake Elkins. Papa Bear Elkins. That'll be the wrestling match, man. We got a D1 wrestler from Duke against a D2 wrestler back in his prime who now owns a wrestling gym and teaches wrestling for a living. So we're going to have two people that... Definitely don't want to end up on their butts in front of the other, in front of everybody. So that should be fun. That's going to be a fun one. That one, that's because uh, Stephen called it when we were standing in line and everybody was like doing the little like dodgeball style like team pick. Yeah, were, like he was like the guy with the afro. Yeah, he was like pick him. <laughs> He's like I know. Dump truck, Randy, bro. That that's I don't know, I don't remember if I rolled with Randy. On that day that everybody rolled. I turned around, bro. The day that we were here, I think I rolled with you on that day. It was not a good day for me that day. I turned around. My very first roll was Zach Edwards. And I was like, you're rolling? He was like, yeah. He wrecked me. Hunter wrecked me. Then somebody else wrecked me. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. My first <laughs> roll was Hunter that day. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> bro, that back take is beautiful. Like yeah, it is. It, he, he, he hits that so smoothly. But, man... I've enjoyed having you on. Dude, I've had fun. I love chatting with you, man. Do you have anything else you would like to explore in the universe, in the thought verse, anything you want to put out there? Man, I don't You can know. delve off and do another hour of something if you want. I don't care. I don't know, this man. This is your just, show, man. Uh, You're the, we're just the media guys doing a video podcast about a podcast of a video. I'm into those kind of things. Yeah. Um, I don't know. We uh, talked about the intro to filming and the film journey with the pgf which where is where are you on your jujitsu journey now you're a purple belt right man i can smell the brown belt yeah i can smell it what what parts do you feel like that you smell that you're not quite there on that's a great question i don't know i don't even think about it that much i think so recently, so when I got my purple belt, I had like no wrestling and pretty much no leg lock offense. I've always had good leg lock defense, like I feel pretty good defensively, but during the purple belt, I got introed to Matt Elkins and Jake and them and started wrestling a lot, started filming for Ironclad Wrestling, and so I pretty much dove into wrestling hardcore and like now people call me the wrestler around the gym you know and <laughs> funny how that happens yeah so the second thing that i that I, so that was a big change i'm like a different grappler right. now that i'm a wrestler right so that was a big evolution in the purple belt then uh kind of asked brandon i was like you know what, what should i be working on me personally he was like leg locks so it was boom a couple months ago started kind of doubling down on leg locks and dude now they joke around like oh Keelan's a leg locker right <laughs> he's the leg lock guy so asking for pointers that's another like... evolution within the purple belt so right. like since I've gotten my purple belt I've had it two years two years like next month or a couple of days like right at two years pretty much and um man I've had a lot of evolution and growth within the purple belt right what's left to get to that brown? 
I don't know. I think just consistency. Just I don't know. Just yeah, a, a little more cooking, I guess. Yeah, I, I mean, think it's Brandon too about sitting here talking about how to get a brown belt. Right, like Brandon has <laughs> told <laughs> Jokes me on us. he wants me. He would like for me to compete again. I haven't competed huh? in a while. Huh? Uh, but with a wife and three kids, oh, running imagine. a business and doing all this, it's really tough. And nothing excites me to compete. Especially when it's like, hey, pay this money. Spend a hundred. I was fixing it. Spend a hundred dollars. Drive this distance. Spend all day. Get, Might have somebody in your division. Yeah, it's like nothing really excites me. But he said, like, hey, I want you to compete. So like, I went out on a limb. There was an opportunity that arose. Yeah. These people called me for Tenth Planet Atlanta. It's like, hey, or they called Brandon. Was like, we need somebody to fill in for this quintet team. Here's the weight. Purple belt, preferably. And we're, Brandon was like, hey, do you know anybody at the gym? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, I mean, I can make that weight. Like, <laughs> I, like, jumped to it because I knew, like, we had talked about this. Like, he wanted me to compete. Like, oh, here's an opportunity for someone to compete. It just happens to be a purple belt at, like, around 170. So I was like, all right, fuck. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll make it. Yeah. So turns out the, the competition is the next day. So tomorrow... <laughs> in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, starts at 9 a.m. So I have to drive right now 10 hours to go there, okay? And, if, oh, yeah, if I get there, it's going to be 3.34 a.m. Turns out it was like 6 a.m. Um, so I had an hour and a half of sleep to be up there at 9. So I'm like, fuck it, here I go. I'm trying to compete, bro. I'm trying to do this thing, like, rank yeah. up, get, oh, I'm, I'm just gonna, get my brown belt. I'm gonna fuck these dudes up with an hour of sleep and get my brown belt. That's, like, go. what was on Some my Musashi Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, turns out, bro, it's this big, I forget what, I don't want to say the, the organization, because I may be wrong, but it's this big, like, wrestling organization and they just have like two mats for jujitsu over here. There's like 24 mats for wrestling, and then there's two mats for jujitsu. One's for like one on ones, and this is for the quintet matches. Oh, wait, all three of the other quintet teams pulled out this morning. So there's no quintet tournament. They heard you were coming, bro. They must have. So turned it into just a beach trip because I had my family with me and um, <sighs> didn't get to compete. So. I've staked my claim. I've told Brandon I w I'm not going to compete. The only competition I'm competing in is the High Rollers event. I'm down uh, I'm down for the High Rollers. Okay. If I could get on that somehow, I would be in, but I'm just not interested in any other competitions really. Yeah. That gets none me excited. Of, none of the rest of them tickle your fancy. No. The High Rollers gets me excited. I would be super the pound for the win yeah and just the whole experience yeah, and whole, the vibes of the to tournament be able to do I'm, it. I'm into that that gets me excited yeah. i would have fun and like yeah but other than that i don't just so if like competing is what i have to do to get the brown belt then i'm like it doesn't matter i don't, I don't care yeah you know what i'm saying yeah. at the end of the day we're in a nogi school and you can come in here with whatever rank you fucking want to and we can figure shit out <laughs> like that that's always been what what I tell people when they like have that imposter syndrome with their belt. Yeah. Like you can just look at people and be like, if you think I don't deserve it, come take it. And yeah. if they can take it, man, maybe it was better for them. Man, yeah, I I don't know. You know, I just don't know about the whole ranking stuff. I I remember Chuck yeah. Mitchell 
telling me one time, I think I was a blue belt. He was like, you know, when you feel embarrassed to have the belt you have, that's when you're ready for your next belt. And like, like embarrassed to have it. Yeah, like oh, I can't believe I'm still like like. I f- oh, I I more of meant the fact that like I sit in my car sometimes and I'm like I don't know who gave me this purple belt. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean in the sense of like okay, when you first get your purple, you're like wow, I got my purple. Like I, I, I don't know, like there's a bunch of savage purple belts, and like a year goes by and you're like okay, whew, I'm a purple belt, you know. Yeah. And then like a year and a half goes by and you're like yeah yeah I'm a I'm a good purple belt like two years or however long it goes by and you're like man I'm fucking up these purple belts I can't believe I'm still a purple belt you know and it's like yeah now you're getting ready for you know you're like now that's yeah. like a good sign of like okay in my experience you usually get to that point and then some like white belt that wrestled for eight yeah. years comes in ego and checks eats. you yeah <laughs> and you're like uh, maybe I'm Dude, a blue belt that <laughs> that is gonna happen man there's just some people that have your number whether it's stylistic matchups whether it's like size or body styles or uh just specific techniques like this guy's a leg locker and this guy's not or like there's so many variables that like who you beat or who beats you doesn't matter there's like a much bigger picture right like it's yeah that was one of the big like humps i had to get over in like my thing because like i came from like a world of a lot of people like I still am around guys that I hear them being like, oh, like I tapped this guy like three times or I tapped yeah. this guy or this. And that's, that's, and I get what they're doing. I understand what they're comparing, but then I'm like, really? You're just comparing something that doesn't really actually matter. Yeah. If that mattered, if it was about who you beat, dude, yeah. I mean, fuck. I guess I'd be a black belt. Cause like I've beat black belts, right? Right. And I'd be brown, like, right. But that's not what it's about. Right. And like, another thing is like, the specific subjective journey of each individual. So my journey is going to be different than yours and his and hers, right? Like if I start my jujitsu path, boom, here's my first day. And like, we go about like who you beat and who like, dude, then like I would have been a blue belt on my first day. You know, like I already had like my body already did this and like I already, and like I would learn quickly with this and like, you know, this person may take way longer and have no natural talent at all and take way longer to develop skills and like have no hand-eye coordination and like they're way fatter and like I'm way better shape and like there's so many variables that go into it that that person their black belt is going to look different than this person's black belt or like a good example is like a competition dude like somebody that's just super hot like Gordon Ryan bro like Dude, his journey, like, if you got to be as good as Gordon Ryan was when he got his black belt, if you got to be that good to get a black belt, then there's so many people that will never, ever, 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 ever be a black belt. Right. So it's, like, not about you versus him or her or them. It's, like, you versus yourself. Like, where, who are you as a black belt? And who are you as a brown belt? It's almost like a microcosm of life. Yeah, man. (laughs) It totally is. So the ranking is just so subjective to the person who's given the ranks right that it's like hard to say I, I really don't know how brandon thinks like that we don't yeah. talk about that much because he he doesn't like ranks in general he doesn't want to give people ranks yeah. like he's talked about like no, no no i'm just gonna like not do ranks like he's yeah. talked about that just because he hates the <laughs> idea Be like the it. mcdonald's that that uh 
<laughs> is a McDonald's but doesn't participate in anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean they're they're kinda silly. Fries, no, but we got spaghetti. And like the tension or whatever builds around like ranks and stuff. Right. And like as a guy who's like responsible for giving ranks. That's gotta suck. Right? Oh, it's gotta terrible. be terrible. Where like people like get hurt or get their feelings hurt yes, or bro. feel sad or like, and all you're doing is this thing that you want everybody to be happy about. Right. So like you're right. like ah, yeah. I could I could I, I, that that's a pressure that I would not look forward to. Yeah, me either. So that's where I'm at on my jujitsu journey. I feel like I'm getting close to that brown. Like I feel like a good purple belt, but I don't know. I don't know. I mean, when I, I found just out know. you were a purple belt, my ego didn't cry. It wasn't like finding out you were a blue belt or like yeah. it started like a month ago. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Okay, I'm going to go cry. <laughs> like, he put me to sleep. <laughs> yeah, I just love doing jujitsu. That's where I'm at on my jujitsu journey is I just love being on the mats. Like sometimes I won't make class, but I'll definitely be here for those roles just because oh, yeah. it's like a therapy, dude. I just love jujitsu. And, like, I'll be here as long as I can see in the future, you know, like, however long I can, I'll be here doing jujitsu. And yeah. so I don't care how long it takes to get the brown belt or the black belt or whatever. Like, I know I'm going to yeah. be a black belt eventually, so I give a shit how long it like whatever it's, i'm the same way of like i'm it's like i don't really care because it's more the fact that like i've now gotten to the point that like this is what i'm gonna do like yeah no Dude, fans that's me it. i mean i work for brandon half the stuff i have he bought so i i ain't i can't go nowhere <laughs> <laughs> free healing uh no i think uh, man and it's really cool what y'all created here like this is the the whole thing like it's uh meeting y'all was pretty cool because like it's what i was kind of trying to convince steven to create and he came up to like some coaches weekend or something y'all yeah. had and he came back and he was like everything you said i want to do it <laughs> i was like i don't know what got into you but cool yeah <laughs> and he's one of the ones that really took that BMAC camp to heart. Yeah. We had a couple of presentations on just like social media and true fans and mm -hmm. the media side and yeah, content creation is super cool. important these days, man. Well, I think we're creeping up on class time. What, uh, you want to embark anything on the world? You want to leave them with a website, with a plug, whatever uh, you want? No, we've talked about enough. Go watch the PGF and, um, Here's the quote that changed my life, so I there guess I'll go. leave that with yeah. anything. There you go. The grass is not greener on the other side, my friends. The grass is greener where you water it. So whatever you're doing in life, jujitsu or raising kids or starting a business, you know, you just put the time and work in, water your grass, and it'll flourish. Boom. Boom. Science.